When I was reassigned from my previous assignment to come here to CTK last summer, last July, I get here and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be a new experience. There's a lot of newness. I'm going to get on a good track with my physical health. I'm going to get a membership to the UREC and work out frequently. I'll start eating better. I'll lose some weight. And now just over a year later, I have no membership to any gym. I have gained 15 pounds like a freshman. And they know me by name at the drive-thru at the ice cream place. Why is that the case? Because I didn't do what it took to actually say what, to do what I said I was going to do. I very much desire to be a little slimmer. I very much desire to eat better. I much desire to be healthier all around. But clearly, me saying that doesn't just magically make it happen. I wish it was that simple. Really, what happened is that I said I wanted something, and I do, but I don't want it enough to actually make it happen. My behavior did not change. My actions didn't make it the case. Because our actions very, do, very much do mean something. If I don't actually do it, it's not going to happen. And the same is the case with our spiritual lives. See, we're here in this kingdom of heaven is like this, that, and the other thing over and over and over again in the gospel. And Jesus gives us a very interesting, unique parable today. He's really relaying this reality of God, a loving Father, God the Almighty, God the creator of life and love itself. And he goes and he lays out this parable that there's this king who's throwing a wedding feast. And now in our day and age, we think we know how to party with weddings in Louisiana. The Jews 2,000 years ago did it so much better. It was like a two-week long, everybody got off of work and it was just party in the streets, much like a tailgate maybe before a home game. It was this massive celebration. And so he goes out and invites everybody, the good and the bad alike, as he says. Some rejected it, didn't even think twice about it. Some said, oh yeah, I'll show up, but they never actually did show up. Some showed up and they were prepared. Some went to the feast and they weren't prepared, so they get kicked out. That is the kingdom of heaven. Each and every one of us is invited to the kingdom of heaven. Each of us has a place there. We are all invited, the good and the bad alike. But unless we choose it and actually live our lives according to how the Lord sets his commands, we don't get to just enter heaven. By the grace of God, thanks be to God, I've done maybe two funerals in the last year, because thankfully nobody's dropping like flies here at LSU and then coming here to have a funeral. But all the time when working with families, when a loved one dies and I go to prepare the readings and the homily and meet with them and pray with them and prepare for the funeral liturgy, I hear all the times they didn't go to church but they love the Lord I'm like great I hope they did oh well, they were a good person what do they have to show for it and I'm not trying to be spiteful but give me something that I could maybe mention in the homily if they were a good person and loved people good show me what they did what, what was something that I could mention oh you know nothing our actions really, really do mean something. We don't get to just claim that I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, I'm a disciple of Jesus, and then live my life as if it's a party. Life should be enjoyable. Life should be a celebration. But it's a celebration in the resurrection of Jesus Christ which gives credence to every other thing that we endure. There will be moments of suffering in life. There will be moments of challenge and temptation. There are going to be moments where we're going to have to face our sin head on and say, I'm not going to do that, and I will do this. It doesn't diminish the desire that our hearts have for heaven. It doesn't diminish anything about who we are, the goodness that we are. It doesn't mean that we don't love the Lord, but we actually have to show it. 
and make it happen. It's not because Christianity should be put on display. I mean, there's one sense and we should say it absolutely should. But just posting something on Facebook or Instagram and quoting one little passage of Scripture, most of the time we have no idea what it actually says, doesn't make us a Christian. Honestly, coming to Mass each and every Sunday doesn't make us a good Catholic either. Do we take what we receive here in the Gospel, in the readings, in the Scriptures? Do we take what we receive in the Eucharist and then bring it out into every little aspect of our lives? That's what it means to actually live the faith and to be a good disciple. It's not easy all the time. It's not fun all the time. We will be met with adversity from here and there. But that's okay. The apostles were martyred, all but one, because they met challenge and adversity. Jesus himself carried the cross, was beaten, stripped naked, butchered on the cross, basically. But the, real, the reality is that there is more on the other side. For him to say, I love you, I love you, I love you, but I'm not going to do anything about it. What do you mean take on flesh and go to earth? What do you mean carry the cross and be crucified for you? I don't love you that much. Could you imagine how different of a world we would be living in? There probably wouldn't be much of one left. But the Lord gives us this example of to say one thing and to desire one thing is fantastic. But are you going to willingly act on it and make it happen? Actions mean something. We have to believe what we do believe and internalize it. We have to act the way we say we're going to act. Are we going to do it perfectly? No. When we don't, that's what the confessional exists for. The Lord's mercy is so readily available to us. But there has to be some conversion of heart, a configuration of our heart to the sacred heart of Jesus Christ. Without it, all we're doing is like little life hacks. We're just trying to modify our behavior to where it looks like we're doing great. We're doing good things, but on the other side of doing the good things, we're not becoming the people that the Lord invites us to. To become the people that He demands that we become. It's hard to walk out into the world and to live a good, authentic discipleship, but brothers and sisters, it is not impossible. It's not. 2,000 years, we have thousands of saints in the church who went and did it. And you know when most of those saints show up in the church's history? When there's persecution, when there's martyrdom, when there's people saying, sit down, shut up, don't talk about Jesus, we don't believe that, do all this other stuff. That creates a saint. That is what creates sanctity and holiness. It conforms our heart to the heart of Christ. And yes, it takes time, and yes, it's difficult. But ask yourself the question, what do you want the most in life? And if you don't know how to answer the question, what do you want most in life? Well, then look at what your actions actually paint a picture of. Go back to my example. I can say all I want. I want to lose weight and be healthy. And yet every week I find myself at some other drive through across campus because I don't really want it that much. It's good to aspire to that and desire it, but I'm not acting on it. And there's no shame there, but there is an opportunity for the Lord to present us with the reality of look at how you are living and look at how you say you're going to live. Look at how I invite you to live. Look at the life that I want for you and you're not letting yourself have it. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. I give you my body, my blood, my soul, and divinity in the most holy Eucharist so that your heart can be changed and you can come after me and choose me. It all comes down to choice. 
Our actions are not forced. They're voluntary. For example, you could literally be anywhere in the world right now, and in the middle of all the tailgates and partying going on, you chose to come to Mass. Thank you for being here. That's a good thing. You willingly made that happen. Choose the Lord in every other aspect of your life as well. Little by little by little, because eventually what happens is you turn around, you look back over your life, over the past week, month, decade, your entire lifespan, and you see how your heart was conformed to Jesus. Because the gospel is literally intoxicating. The good news of Jesus Christ dying and rising again and we being ransomed by him, it should bring us to such a depth of, oh my gosh, nowhere in the world can I find this. And I'm going to give everything to this good news, to this message, to this redemption, to this freedom that he so desperately desires for each of us. So yes, our actions absolutely mean something. And if the actions aren't happening, well, then we don't actually want it all that much. So ask yourself the question, what do I really desire? What does my heart thirst for? What is my heart yearning for? And until we know how to answer that question, our actions are going to stay the same. It's just going to be another little life hack, modification of some behavior. But the Lord pours out his grace to us so that our hearts can be changed. Our hearts can be converted. We can hear him, we can see him, we can choose him. How will you choose to act, to embody our beliefs? How will you go and spread the gospel and know it, believe it, and choose it? How will you prepare for the wedding feast? You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit www.ctklsu.org.